Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Just Throw the Wyatt Wright Show. I'm Wyatt Wright. This show's about our rights and the laws that govern us. Rights you've heard of and care about and would certainly miss if they were gone. I've spent half a lifetime watching government go from trying to do what's right and failing to trying to do what's wrong and succeeding every year. Ladies and gentlemen, more and more of our personal rights are erased from the books and we stand by and watch. It's not because we don't care, but our lives are busy enough trying to feed our families and raise our kids. But even so, while we're doing this, the metaphorical water temperatures rising all around us, like that frog who gets boiled without ever knowing it. On this show, we discuss legal issues that affect you and me, the people of Texas. We'll take a hard look at the laws that affect you and your freedom, your ability to access the courts, to vote, to speak freely, or in short, to live the American dream. Well, stick around, because today, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be visiting with Liz Wally, founder and executive director of Clean Elections Texas, to find out if justice is for sale in Texas and what can be done about it. Well, let's jump right in and get wet. Judges in Texas are elected. They are elected. That means advertising exposure for their campaigns is critical. Where do they get the money for these expensive campaigns? You guessed it from the very groups who seek these judges' favor in the courtroom. It should come as no surprise, then, that the Texas Supreme Court routinely, we've covered it here, routinely sides with big corporations and leaves us common folk out in the wings to suffer. And we suffer from these judicial opinions, which are designed specifically to put more cash into big corporations' pockets. This keeps the money flowing for future elections. I mean, why not? If you figure out what makes mom and dad happy, you keep doing it. And if they're the ones giving you the allowance to do so, you keep doing it. And since the U.S. Supreme Court, three years ago, has now said that corporations are free to give as much money, as much money as they want to get somebody elected, and they can do so anonymously, We should be very, very worried indeed. Why is this so dangerous, ladies and gentlemen? Well, when you and I go to the polls, we vote in ways that we believe is good for us and for our country, democracy in action. We the people, we vote our conscience, our beliefs, our values. We vote for things we care about. Do you remember Mr. Smith goes to Washington? Do you remember him going in and championing the things he cared about? You know, things, good jobs, affordable health care, safe products, the promise of a good retirement, clean air and water, Whatever. On the other hand, on the other hand, big corporations spend money in political elections with only one agenda in mind to maximize profits. I don't want to sound anti, anti-capitalist. I don't want to sound anti-corporation. These things are good and have led to growth in our country, but they are designed to do one thing, maximize profits. There enters government to keep checks and balances to control mega corporations and make sure that they continue to advance and succeed while at the same time balancing the interests of the individual. But corporations, ladies and gentlemen, cannot take into consideration any other goal except to make money, whereas people, you and me, do exactly that. I've given this extreme example before. I'll give it again because it's worthwhile. Suppose a candidate promises two things if elected. One, to lower auto insurance premiums, and the other, 
to create a nuclear waste disposal site in downtown Dallas. Okay, now auto premiums might be important to a person, but he or she might very well say, you know, I don't think I'm going to vote for this this guy. I'm not going to vote for him. Because even though I want lower auto insurance premiums, I don't want a nuclear dump in downtown Dallas. We balance those issues. But a corporation has no motivation other than to maximize profits, even at the expense of Americans' quality of life. That has become the mantra in corporate America. If we're not lining the pockets of the shareholders, then we are doing something wrong at all costs. So a company that disposes of nuclear waste might be willing to spend millions of dollars on this candidate's campaign. In short, corporations don't have a a conscience, that is, and that interferes, uh, could interfere with their profit-making ability if they had such a conscience. So while individual shareholders may, corporations do not. And I promise you, any corporate executive who thinks otherwise will be relieved of his or her job. But you and I, people, Big corporations like Exxon and Walmart, not people. Government should be about giving America what people want, not what big corporations want. And what the people want is often overshadowed by the actions of judges and legislators who want to keep their donors happy. If you just tuned in, you're listening to The Wyatt Wright Show, where we're discussing the ever-increasing disappearance of our American rights. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in order to help curb the flow or to help keep corporations in check, there was a bipartisan bill passed in in the United States Congress in 2002 known as McCain-Feingold, sponsored by by none other than Senator John McCain, uh, a very fine man, a Republican from Arizona, and and Russell Feingold from Wisconsin. This law prohibited corporations from spending money uh, in furtherance of campaign speech within 60 days of an election. I mean, isn't that when people are paying attention to the election, really within 60 days before the election? It made sense. But the United States Supreme Court said no can do, no can do. They get unlimited free speech and may speak as loudly as they want, vis-a-vis spending money, as often as they want, taking over the airwaves. We saw it in the last election cycle. And when corporate interests take center stage in America, bad things happen. We have, I mean, let's just think about a couple of examples. Why do we have trade restrictions that have been eased so that so many jobs go overseas? Well, manufacturing corporations' influence uh, made that happen because they want to maximize profits. Why has the EPA continually come under attack, certainly at the state level? We see the state of Texas going against the EPA all the time, when all they want to do is enforce the laws to keep our air and water clean. Simple. Industrial corporations' influence in Washington. Why? They don't want to clean up after themselves. Case in point, just last year, the governor of Texas came out in support of allowing oil companies to abandon their derelict oil rigs in the Gulf of Mexico. Why? I mean, I don't know about you all, but but my parents made me clean up after myself. I make my kids clean up after themselves. But this was done to allow oil companies to create a mess leave it where it is, and save the cost of having to clean up after themselves. Doesn't work. Doesn't work in my book. So let's talk about this point today, and let's talk about it on a bigger scale. Joining us today is Liz Wally. She's the founder and executive director of Clean Elections Texas. 
which is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization whose goal is to educate Texans about the need for public funding of statewide judicial elections. Miss Wally, thank you for joining us today on the Wyatt Wright Show. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Wyatt. Well, you know, look, here's why don't you start us off? Tell us, first of all, what is Clean Elections Texas and what are you trying to do? Okay. Clean Elections, which is a confusing name to a lot of people, it it it's a name used around the country, but other names are voter-owned or small voter, small donor elections, public funding of uh-huh. elections. And basically, this is something that has been going on in some states for more than 10 years, okay. so it's not an ideal. It's not, it's not something it's, new, in other words. No, and it, it's real. So it's viable, and it's proven, and even better, it's constitutional. So it's actually been declared constitutional. Many uh, efforts at campaign finance reform no longer mm-hmm. are constitutional. So how does this work? What's the, what's the idea here with uh, public funding? How, I mean, what's the what's the goal? How do you, how does it work? Okay, um, basically what happens is, and it's different in every state, okay. but there is a source of funding, um, and it. it if they've got a state income tax, which we don't, it comes from that. Otherwise, it comes from other sources. There's a state, there's a, a, a fund, and the candidates for the whatever offices are covered mm-hmm. have the option to take public funding. Once they um, jump some hoops at the beginning, like getting the petition signed, etc., okay. they agree to accept no other funds or a level of no other funds. Again, it's different in every um, circumstance. And they accept the public funding. And the public funding is based on competitive funding. So it isn't like these are, you know, um, like a public defender. You know, it's not lesser money. It, it is It is meant to be competitive so that these candidates can not fundraise but spend their time talking to voters, educating people about the issues, oh. that kind of thing. Well, that sounds novel. So we're going to have you're going to you're going to have people that are on the campaign trail actually talking about the issues. Oh, come on. Actually, <laughs> they're talking about it okay. and having the time to do it because sure. Fundraising for candidates takes at least a third of every day, if not if not more. Mm-hmm. Now, how does this? Okay, but are we talking about something that's balanced? Then, I mean, is it is it that if there are two candidates for a particular race and they both opt into this, then they both get equal funding? Is that how it works? Every candidate. Um, now, now I'm generalizing. Okay. We have a particular bill right now, which is judicial, but but across the board, the way that these run is anyone who wants to run and accepts and has qualified by the signatures, et cetera, um, and makes uh, the agreement to now go by the rules of the public funding from any party, as long as that party's, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. eligible in that state, then can um, take the funding. And if they, so one of the wonderful things that happens is, you know how many of our races have, are not contested in, in the state of Texas? No. I mean, ton, no. I don't have the percentage, but so but there's many. There's got to be so many because people so just many. don't want to compete. It's just, it, it's, it's daunting yeah. to go against, um, you know, certain so, candidates in certain parts of the state. So that a benefit to the voters is that they have choice. 
mm-hmm. because um, someone from the Libertarian Party or the Green Party or, you know, or the, uh, the minority party in Texas being the Democrats, w- is able to fund him or herself sufficiently to get out there and make noise which, yeah. you know and of course that's not heard. that's not going to sound good to me if i'm the party in power but i mean let's let's be frank i mean these things do run in cycles and at some point in time a party in power may not may no longer be the party in power very quickly uh, if you just tuned in you're listening to the wyatt Wright show today we're talking to liz wally founder and executive director of clean elections texas now miss wally i guess what i'm hearing here is that one of the things that this might do and, and you mentioned giving choice but it sounds to me like what we're doing is we're actually making entering a, a particular race more attractive or appealing to people who have a genuine desire to be involved. Exactly. In other words, it, you don't have to have rich friends. You don't have to bow to mm-hmm. certain interests. It's because they, you feel you're qualified and interested and willing to do the job at hand. Yeah. And around the state, around the country, people who are teachers and farmers and uh, so. Uh, uh, school psychologists, whatever, have but but really think they have something to offer, have actually uh, won office mm-hmm. and um, have been uh, highly successful. Yeah, and you know, and, and one of the things, too, and, and we talk about it uh, quite a bit on this show and, and, and other people uh, pointed out as well, is that people tend to be beholden uh, to the people who are who are funding them. But I want to be I want to be, be careful here, because while certainly there are examples of those people who are elected who who may have uh, you know nefarious designs but by and large e- even if you have all the right uh, agenda in place and you have the right conscience in place the fact of the matter is when it comes time to saying to say no to somebody who has sponsored you along the way doesn't that become difficult even for the people with 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 good intentions yes and of course this issue is particularly difficult for judges uh-huh and um, that's why we have our our bill, House Bill 1126, because this this seems uh, for us the best place to start at the judicial level. Sure. Um, you know, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm remembering back to college, undergraduate, and uh, and uh, you know, my, my parents were were helping me with the tuition uh, for some of those classes. And and you know, even though I didn't want to take this class, if, if mom or dad said, you know, I think you need to be taking this class, well, there there was significant pressure on me to do that. Sure. That's exactly right. And um, actually, statistics, I'm, uh, there's a study that I was actually reading before we got on, uh, which reminded me that in now going again back to judicial ones, just okay. to narrow the field, sure. um, they use, it used to be that the generally the funders of the judicial candidates were um, trial lawyers, uh-huh. people who were going to come before their Understood. But uh, only recently has that changed to being corporate interest groups. Okay. Um, And Texas is one of the ones where the largest amount of money has come in. And just to quote one one quick thing, it says, In other states, such as Texas, the corporate-funded high court has interpreted the law to reach certain results that the state legislature legislature rejected. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this yes, judicial, we're familiar. Yeah, this judicial policy making by the Texas court has resulted in case law that favors energy companies funding the judges' campaigns. Yeah. 
Um, and of course, we're talking. We're talking. And let's put this in context. Let's just say that uh, I'm a grassroots guy, and I want to go out and get support. I, I may very well convince a hundred people uh, to donate, uh, you know, five ten dollars to my campaign. But it, it only takes one stroke of a pen from a large corporation with an interest agenda uh, to to overwhelm uh, that amount of money gathering. So a, a candidate who who is is looking to spend as much time as he as he can on the road campaigning, it seems to me you're going to get more bang for your buck by uh, soliciting the donations of corporate America. Well, uh, that's true, and, and you, there, there are several issues here. One is the whole issue, uh, and we don't have time to go into this, but of dark money, the money where actually there's no way to know where it came from mm-hmm. for the for. The anonymous type donations. Yes, the people yeah. on the outside, also for the other candidates. So even though you referenced, you know, um, a minority party now and then maybe not later, it's also true within the party primaries. In other words, a lot You're of right. a lot of our races now are about the primary because sure. we already know which party is going to win. And there there have been um, judges, uh, Republican judges, in the primary where suddenly money shows up for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, on one side, and um, they're left wondering what happened to them. You know? Yes. In fact, that's a good – and let's, I want to give an example of that, but before I do, if you just tuned in, you're listening to the Wyatt Wright Show. On this program, we are pointing out and discussing the ever-increasing disappearance of your American rights. Well, here's an example, uh, Ms. Wally, and, and, and I, I'm sure you, you've heard about this one, but can it really go wrong? I mean, we had this case in West Virginia not too long ago, and it yeah. was a coal mining corporation. I know this is a this is perhaps an extreme example, but the reason it's good is because it actually happened in real life, uh, was found liable for fraud in order to pay a large judgment. But knowing that the case was on appeal, that very corporation contributed $3 million to a campaign of a friendly candidate to the West Virginia Supreme Court, who won, and not surprisingly, refused refused to recuse himself, uh, and ruled in their favor. Now, and, and that was, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court got involved, thankfully, and said that that wasn't right. But the, the handwriting's on the wall. Three million dollars in your coffers, and you're really not going to look the other way? Well, the wonderful thing about that case is that that brought in public funding for judicial rights uh-huh. in West Virginia. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. So they have so this now? They do. Okay. Yes. And um, that was that was how they how they got it. Why it became very obvious. And there is always concern about a possible appearance of conflict of interest. And so one of the good things about public funding is that that is removed. So okay. then then the judge is freer to make the make the choices, but also appears freer to make. Uh, right, right, and you know, I, I, and I'm reminded of that joke where the where the one the one to, the one person in front of the judge, one of the parties, gives the judge ten thousand uh, dollars, hoping to bias him, and then the other party gives the judge five thousand dollars, hoping to bias him, and the judge calls both parties before him and says, "Look, you've both tried to influence this court, and I want to have you know that I will not be influenced. Therefore, I'm giving five thousand dollars back to the other person, and we'll go ahead and start equally again." Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, that's that's what it's about. But if you start on an even keel, you remove a lot of that uh, uh, predisposition to. You know what? What am I going to do here? I mean, I I feel beholden that on the other hand, I, I may have ulterior desires of my own. Well, that, yes, yeah. that's that's right. And, so what and, are we doing in Texas? I mean, you, well, you guys are out there. You know, you're you're trying to get folks to see this sort of thing. What is what does that mean in terms of real life uh, activity? What we're trying to do um, is actually a very um, 
large scale since our state is so large and the knowledge about this whole option of public funding is so small. Uh, Elected officials don't really know about it. Uh, The voters don't know about it. So our job is to educate people first that there actually is a problem in the campaign finance system as it exists and that there are options, one of which is this public funding option. And so um, Rafael Anchia, a representative from Dallas, has um, filed this bill, and this bill is for the Supreme Court and the uh, appeals courts and uh, for candidates. And we're, we, uh, we've, through work with other people interested in money and politics issues, We've established a network around the state of people who are following money and politics bills, and this is one of them that they are interested in. Well, that, and that sounds like it's, it, it may get some traction. That, that, that's uh, something that people will be interested in. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, you're listening to The Wyatt Wright Show. We're talking with Liz Wally, the Executive Director of Clean Elections Texas. So it, it, and part of this education is obviously the first step, uh, and you've got a bill introduced. What would that do? The, the bill? Yes. No, HB 1126 okay. would give the option, and I, I stress that because it's not mandatory. Okay, okay. The, the candidates can go the usual way, but they would have the option of public funding, of accepted, accepting public funding, as I mentioned, where once they're qualified, then they would uh, accept these funds. And if they do, then they run a regular campaign, but they don't fundraise, no dialing for dollars. Right. And, um, or a small amount of dialing for dollars. Yeah, so it's, it really gives, in giving that option, isn't that really the first step towards trying to equalize these campaigns? Yes. I mean, and um, actually we have to be careful of using equalizing or level uh, playing field okay. language now since, um, since, uh, Supreme Court. Oh, yes, you're right. With the University of Texas, we're kind of challenged <laughs> yes, with those issues. There but, are some things that we have to be careful yeah. about. But basically, it, it is just offering an option, and uh, an option that I think will, will be particularly um, intriguing to do judicial candidates as well as to voters um, to think, um, gee, uh, this man is not or woman is not accepting uh, outside money right. um that that gives me a level a deeper level of confidence maybe sure and and i think i think the other thing it does is is uh is it tells us that the that this individual or these individuals if they both elect to do that uh have have really demonstrated a desire to do what's right for the state uh instead of simply being a rubber stamp for 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 any one group right and the and those candidates might all be of the same party sure uh, or um, you know, various parties. It might bring a different party in that wouldn't have even uh, considered going into the race. So that, so that's a real, uh, that's a real plus. Um, right now, this bill is in the um, elections committee, okay. and we hope that we can get it heard. That's the first step. If we can get it heard and voted on, um, however the vote goes, that will be a further step. This is second time that um, Representative Anchia has uh, filed a bill. The last time was in 2009. Right. So, and, and, and these things take time. I mean, in order, to get trac- yeah, in order to get traction, perhaps folks need to see it uh, more than once. But yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm encouraged by the fact that folks are out there thinking about ways to ad- address the inequities. Uh, oh, I better not say the word equity, but to, <laughs> to address, address the imbalance uh, that just naturally occurs 
yours from folks uh, dialing for dollars. I like the way you put that. Now, now your website is cleanelectionstx.org. Is that right? That's right. What yeah. can people elections find if they go there? With an S. Yeah, elections with an S. Cleanelectionstx.org. What are people going to find if they go there? When they go there, they can find how to um, support this bill, um, the phone numbers of the um, elections committee, um, and also there are these other money and politics bills that are uh, supporting a resolution that would have the state support a constitutional amendment, which would... Uh, and the wording isn't out there yet, but which basically would be there to address all of the problems of our um, of our campaign finance, right. because that that actually started back in the seventies. Uh, Citizens United is just sort of the latest, the latest assault, right. and possibly another one is coming, but yeah. uh, which which we hope not. But the, the that bill, one of them is SCR two. I mean, it's a resolution that SCR two. And HSCR 21. 21, right. I, I saw that. And, you know, and, and I guess it's important for us to point out because this is not about uh, about uh, one party being able to get an edge over somebody else. I mean, you guys, no. are, you guys are nonpartisan, but right. the, the goal here is: look, if if the party that's in power doesn't make any difference what party it is, if if they're in power because that is the will of the people to act and vote in particular ways, then that's fine. As long as what we're doing is making sure that it's the will of the people right. and, and and not the will of, of 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 a minority of mega corporations. Am I close? You know, you're absolutely right, and and that is an issue that I think is becoming clearer to both parties. Sure. The other one being the dark money, because the dark money, money that uh, goes into a 501c4, that's getting technical, yeah. but that's a, a particular kind of IRS code, that then um, if they don't know where that money's coming from, uh Everyone say being of the same party in a primary. Mm-hmm. That's a that that is getting pretty scary. These independent groups. So um, people, even the parties in power, are beginning to take a look at this and get worried right. about what you know what what's going on here. Right, and, and, and who it, might come for me? And on, that's true. Uh, and this includes on local levels. That's true, and it does get suspect. I tell you what, I, I could talk to you all day. We're running out of time. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, Liz, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Uh, it's been marvelous, and this is something folks should go see, cleanelectionstx.org. Thanks for joining us today, Liz. Thank you. Liz Wally, ladies and gentlemen, is the founder and executive director of Clean Elections Texas, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization whose goal is to educate Texans about the need for public funding of statewide judicial elections. Ladies and gentlemen, people are losing access to justice every week. If we aren't all accountable for our actions, and that includes all the big corporations out there, the rule of law will mean very little indeed. Don't let it happen to our children. They deserve better. We're going to have to wrap up this show, ladies and gentlemen, as you go through your week. Remember that it was Justice Learned Hand who so famously said, if we are to keep our democracy, there must be one commandment. Thou shalt not ration justice. Have a good day, everybody. Come back visit us next week. Come see us at WyattWrightShow.com or check us out on the iTunes. Tune store. Come back next week. The Wyatt Wright Show. Bye.